2: Hello, my name is John Oliver And I feel cautiously optimistic about being Conan O'Brien's friend
3: Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school Ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends, yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends,
0: behold, another Conan <laughs> O'Brien needs a friend, I thought I'd go with something I here like that, I like it, we're unveiling something very beautiful and wondrous, <laughs> it's weird, <laughs> why, because all the, hey, how are you, Conan here, no, behold, <laughs> Uh, I like you're doing it live from the Ren Fair. Yeah. It's another uh, Conan O'Brien Needs Friend, the sham podcast, <laughs> where I, I use my uh, inner emptiness of soul uh, to try and uh, wangle conversations with people I really love and admire. Uh, and joined as always by Sonam Obsession. Hi, Sona. Hi, hello. Uh, very good. You good. did that perfectly. Thank you. All right. Hello. Very perfunctory. Hi. You're giving the absolute minimum today, and then
4: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Mr. Matt Corley. Hi, faithful producer. That's creepy when you do that. Hi, how are you? Hi, I see you, and you can't see me. Um, I just said hi. Yeah, yeah, sure. You did. Hi. Why not just uh, hello? Good to see you. Hello. Good to see you. Okay, this is a disaster. <laughs> Can it win? Wow, if we Can't could bottle win. this chemistry, we would have a yeah. nerve agent
3: that killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> One guess what the active ingredient there
4: is. Okay, Okay.
0: nicely done, Gorley. You'll get your cookie when we're done.
3: Very excited about our guest
0: today. Uh, my guest today was a correspondent on The Daily Show and now hosts the Emmy award-winning show Last Week Tonight on HBO. He's also won two peabody awards for his work on the series uh i'm very excited because this guy is so funny so popular and somehow i've never really had a chance to sit down and talk with him again this podcast is the gift that keeps on giving for me personally Mm -hmm. because i've been looking forward to getting to know this guy i really do admire him a lot john oliver is with us mr oliver I want to be very uh, open in this interview. Mm -hmm. I think of everyone I've spoken to, I know you the least well. Uh, I think we were backstage. Uh, I know you've done the show, but uh, I don't think I've ever really had like a long conversation with you. We were backstage at a benefit once. Yes. And um, I think I tried to be friendly to you, and I'll never forget what you said. You said, (laughs) I have surpassed you in every way. This is a quote. I said, oh, hey, John, I'm a big admirer, and you cut me off, and you said I have surpassed you in every way That's right. uh, creatively uh, and as a man, and we will speak no further.
2: That's right. We're on two escalators. Yours is going down. <laughs> mine is going up. My voice is going to get softer and softer as I ascend.
0: Yes, yes. You're headed up to the lingerie floor, and I'm plunging down, and my escalator is moving very quickly down. And yours is regally rising. That's
2: right, slowly, but but surely.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I'll never forget that. Uh, you were right, of course, but I didn't think it was right to say that.
2: You're right. Sometimes, sometimes things are better left just festering.
0: I do love that, uh, I'm just going to point this out, that whenever I have a, an exchange like this and we both just commit to it, there's going to be someone who's going to come up to me somewhere. Oh, really? You know, like when I go to the gun store to get my guns cleaned, <laughs> There's someone who's going to come up to me and say, fucking John Oliver said that to you. I can't believe it. And then I'm going to have to double down and say, yes, he's an awful, awful man.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's a deal then. Then when people come up to me and say, I can't believe you said that to Conan, I'll say, I can't believe I didn't say it louder. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't shout it at him. That's my only regret. (laughs) We all know
0: it's true. We have something in common, which is when I met you for the first, you know, saw you for the first time, you were much taller than I expected. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is your experience. I'm assuming it is. I must come across on TV as a little fellow because my entire life has been people in utter shock when they meet me that I am 6'4". Yeah. Utter shock. And then they get into, I mean, on TV, you're such a
2: little, little Mm. man You seem so small. And I'm rendering it real time. Is it that I just think so little of you as a person? I know, it's the same conversation every time. Uh, I think emotionally, I feel five foot two. Maybe that projects through a screen.
0: Because you're always behind a desk. Yeah. And you have all these great comedy moves where you hunch over the desk. Your posture's terrible, by the
2: way. My posture is so bad. This is true. They have, basically, we've been going for six years now, and they've been trying to fix my suits for six years because they ride up at the back because I I hunch. There is no way to make a suit lie elegantly upon my frame because I'm too kind of stabby with my arms.
0: Yes. Well, first of all, that's why I'm here. I noticed it. I know your show does very well, uh, but... um, it could do so much better
2: if i was just looser of shoulder
0: well i think first of all you need some kind of a truss uh, you know something mm-hmm. with whalebone in it that pushes you into an erect position
2: anything with whalebone in it i'm already on board
0: you and i both have the same fetish i clearly. just love
2: the idea of whales suffering <laughs> for something that i may need <laughs> uh, i love the
0: idea that they as they're killing whales they tell them what they're going to be used for so that, even though we don't have no any evidence that the whale is sentient about I mean yes. they're obviously sentient, but they're that they, they don't understand our language, but as we're stabbing them, yes. you know in in the sea off Japan, we're yelling at them. This is for a corset that will help comedian John Oliver sit
2: upright yes. as he
0: does comedy. And that's the last thing the whale hears. I, I, would
2: it, love, I would love people to be whispering into their ear, this is not for medicine.
4: <laughs> this is
2: a shoehorn that will be left at the bottom of a closet. <laughs> this is a shoehorn
0: that will be unappreciated. Uh, yeah, that's uh. Let's try and get that out there, that message out there. Yeah. That when animals are killed, it should be explained to them that this is not for a good purpose. That's
2: right. This is. it is it's not even a luxury killing. This is right. This is literally pointless. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Your body is about to become ephemera.
0: Your marrow is going to be compressed and turned into the material that's used for a plastic coat yeah. hanger at a dry cleaner.
2: You're sponsored by Peter this week, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> As but, always.
0: Listen, if anyone can uh, take a joke, it's those people. <laughs> 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 it's just a lovely sense of humor at PETA. Uh, shout out to PETA. Um, no, but I'm delighted to get to, to meet you. Uh, you've had uh, really an absurd amount of success, success. And I choked on that word success. It's Freudian. <laughs> Because uh, I bitterly resent you, you've now won how many uh, Emmys in a row, and it's, it's ridiculous. Yes, it's, it's
2: objectively ridiculous. It's indefensible, so I'm not going to try and defend
0: it. Yeah, I think you've had like four Emmy or five, or I, I don't. Someone in the room, hold up a hand. How many years in a row? Uh, okay, four. Well, let me tell you, after two, mm. uh, they're all sarcastic wins. Yes. Okay.
2: It, it, does it help to, to know that it definitely feels that way?
0: It's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah, they're doing it to sort of mock yeah. you thats yeah. what, in America that's a tradition after two everything is just oh yeah and here's your Emmy and there's another one I guess you think you deserve this too.
2: you <laughs> 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 took it Perfect.
0: You should, uh, you should please just start being openly contemptuous as you accept them. Just leave them on the stage, and then have the stage manager bring
2: them to you and go like, "No, no, no, you can just keep." There that. were so many British people winning this year, and it's British people are not the best people to give awards to. Why? Deep down, there's not you know consistent, solid happiness at right. the core of our souls. Is that and, true? I think it's pretty. I mean, that's a generalisation, but also yes, it's emphatically true. Just because you lost the empire, what I think happened? that's. I mean, there's the echo of that. Not all of it. We still got Bermuda and uh, Falkland Islanders put up a fight, but we held on to them.
0: Yes, you did. You slap. Sh- you
2: slapped them around. They won't be. <laughs> we wanted those. We wanted those sheep. We were willing to sink a ship going in the opposite direction for those sheep. So we must have wanted them.
0: <laughs> the rumor is you sank it accidentally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that is the rumor. <laughs> Hard to ship, uh, yeah. Hard to sink a, a ship accidentally, but we did it.
0: Uh, no, but uh, is that true? I mean, don't tell me that uh, Phoebe Waller. It just feels with so silly. Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge, who is we're all deeply in love with her. Uh, yeah,
2: she's it's incredible. I think it feels silly. Don't tell uh, me she
0: feels badly about herself at her core.
2: I would be profoundly disappointed if she didn't. Yeah. That occasion in particular, it's so quintessentially American. Yeah. The Emmys. Yeah. It's so silly and opulent. That you kind of feel physically, you have no business being there. Right. Both in terms of where you come from, and also literally your body. You look, you look at these people kind of floating through the air, and there is a troll esque quality of, oh, is it my turn now, Mrs. <laughs> Give me the shiny thing.
4: <laughs> and so it just feels, they,
2: it feels really discombobulating being there at all, and then being on stage, I kind of just always want to get off as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the healthy response,
2: is it? It doesn't feel healthy.
0: No, it is healthy. It's healthy to uh, deeply distrust uh, yeah, any sure. kind of show business gathering. And I'm I'm actually being serious here. I think that is the healthy response: is to find it. I find gatherings like that where giving out where people are giving out awards. Uh, I, I I've realized I'm on my guard because I think, yeah, this is. Um, This is a setup for great unhappiness. Yeah, definitely. Anyone who's in that room is in the 1% of the 1% of the 1% in terms of their comedy dream or their... Yeah,
2: they're they're ridiculous.
0: I'd like to just point out to the audience uh, that listening right now that John has a tattoo Mm -hmm. on his hand that says four Emmys. I do.
2: Now, that's different. That's different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And clearly you've crossed out one Emmy, two Emmys,
2: three Emmys... I had, the, I had actually, weirdly, I had the strangest experience with an award just a few weeks ago. I got a call from the British consulate here in New York, right, out of nowhere. and so the British consulate they w- wished you to return the call immediately, which sounds like a wartime yes telegraph. Yeah, please stop, yeah. call stop. <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they uh, this this very a, a guy so. So, with such clipped Britishness to him, it was it was genuinely offensive. I think this is yes. This is a you parody. thought he was doing a parody. Exactly, it was like beyond, I dare say. That's right. That's right. Her <laughs> Majesty is most <laughs> displeased. He said, "Like, uh, uh, would you like an OBE?" Would you like to be, like, you, you'd be on, which is the, um, That's the Queen's Honours lists. Uh, isn't
0: that what the medal, the, oh, do they get an OBM? What did the, the Beatles got in 65? They got, they got
2: an OBE, yeah. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, then, then, then it goes MBE, then there's knighthood. Right. And uh, it was, uh, there was that, a moment of thinking, do I, I, I get to go to the Buckingham Palace? That would be a that would be an experience, and then what kicks in is oh no, I don't want that at all. I don't want something. I don't want an order of the British Empire. Why on earth would I want that? That feels like. Uh... And then then I looked up all the people who'd rejected it. I think the Beatles. I think they gave it back in the end.
0: Uh, only John gave it back. <laughs> Sounds right. The yeah. others the others are still uh, wearing theirs everywhere they, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere they go. Ringo's wearing all of theirs. He's wearing all four. Ringo has his duct tape to his forehead. I saw him the other night. With a sign saying, ask me about my OBEs. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's it's got
2: gravy on it, and it's really been around the bend. Yeah, it's, there's awards for comedy are inherently silly.
0: Yeah. Uh, That said, I just want to put it out there. I will go anywhere to pick up anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Or let the record show. Just let the record show. Okay,
4: sure. If
0: someone's, if I'm on the, if it's between me and and John for anything, uh, (laughs) I will go anywhere and I will pay my own travel and I will put myself up. Okay. So, uh, uh. (laughs) <laughs> I think uh I am delighted to speak with you because uh you are a, a brilliantly uh funny fellow. One of my obsessions is work ethic uh mm-hmm. and and people who put a great deal of uh work and effort into comedy that is uh my religion. I believe in that and then I can always tell that you are meticulous about what you do and that you and your people put an enormous amount of work into crafting your show. Oh, thanks. And I have just great admiration uh, for really you. And that. for that, I think that's like a, a cult. There are people that understand that you just have to work your ass off to make something good and there's no uh, magic to it. There's a little bit yeah. of magic and obviously talent and, and but nothing su- supplants hard work.
2: No, I really, really appreciate that because I think- like, with with all of these shows, right, they don't look like much. It looks like this should be easier than it is, but yeah. it isn't. I feel the same way. I've always liked, I've always really admired people willing to sweat over making something 0.5% funnier. That's right. why I, I really liked Dan, working with Dan Harmon on Community because he put himself yeah. through absolute hell right. to make something barely perceptibly funnier. But right. it was right. worth it.
0: But you have, as a performer, a really nice tone. You don't seem like you're full of yourself. You've, you, you have a genuine, I find this silly. I hope yeah. you find it silly too, but I never get a whiff of condescension.
2: Is, no, that, is hope, that something you're in, intending? I, I hope not. Like Because with almost any story that we're looking at, I didn't know anything about it five weeks previously anyway. This is not like, let me draw upon my well of knowledge and let's see what you're lucky enough to benefit from here. Like, we'll start looking at a Topic five weeks before we do it on the show. So at which point, all of us here are coming at it from some version of close to zero. Then a massive amount of work goes into trying to understand all the nuances of it, and then working out how we can communicate that to people who are also coming at it from zero. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like trying to sell to people why why they should listen to it, um, why something that sounds particularly dry is genuinely interesting. Sometimes that's a, a, a little bit tricky. And then, yeah, we try and make sure that the tone is um, silly enough, often enough, that it doesn't feel like you're being harangued.
0: Yeah. Well, you've said, you. we were chatting before uh, the podcast that – and I know that I've read you say this that uh, you've always wanted this to come across as like a form of the Muppet Show. <laughs> yes, you know, and I yeah. know you use that. You, yes. you use a lot of puppets, and this is your idea. And I think there's, I think, uh, childish
2: glee oh, goes the a best. long way. I've always been. It's, a, the, it's the greatest. Yeah, that's the, the the happiest we are on the show is when we're about to do something monumentally silly, either which is. Uh, motivated by nothing. Yes. Because that's almost the best kind. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, the, the most proud I've been of people here is, like, in, one of the first things they did was they built a miniature Supreme Court for dogs that I couldn't believe. It's right. like with HBO resources. So it was like Soprano set designers building right. this beautiful... It was such a catastrophic waste of everybody's time.
0: Yeah, and then you look at the natural resources that went into building. Oh, exactly. The, the dogs. The redwoods. It yes. didn't need
2: to be redwoods. I insisted, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, and at one point you said, uh, wouldn't a rainforest tree, I mean, make a nice
2: trim yes. for, this, uh, That's right. for this poodle's... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Could it be from the outskirts of the rainforest? No, it needs to be near the undiscovered tribe. Yeah, we need to
0: discover the tribe and uh, and infect them with yeah. our with it's- our with our
2: methodology and ruin their culture uh, just so we can make this. Yes, it, it was actually you know it, the, 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 sometimes when we're really thinking about doing the most kind of. F- Flagrant misuse of HBO's resources. The kind of reference point in our mind is actually somebody, your last week on The Tonight Show, where mm-hmm. you were kind of putting Mickey Mouse's yeah. ears on the Bugatti, where you just yeah. think, this is pure joy in the midst of, I know, immense yeah. pain, but it was so great. You know, it uh, was so profoundly,
0: aggressively silly. You know, I was at war with NBC and we decided to, at those last couple of shows, uh, we started saying we're going to use all of NBC's money in a wasteful fashion and it was a joke, but we actually said, I forget, it was a Picasso or a Kandinsky, but we had this giant painting that we said was worth over $1.2 million and, or 1.8 or 8.2, I forget what we said. And then we, we, you know, we threw stuff on it in front of people and there would be great triumphant music afterwards. People were furious because they thought that it was real. Yeah, they thought that I was, was really so taking, great. and they were, and so we were getting all these, I mean, we were getting emails. It was still in the email era, but we were getting a lot of calls. We we're getting a lot of people saying, you know, a lot of people out here working really hard and you're just spent $6 million and then you burned a Bugatti and you think that's funny? I'm like, no, we didn't really oh. do that. We didn't do that,
2: but- um, for so that that kind, wish of, I had. Yeah, <laughs> it was the spirit of that. That is kind of where I'm the happiest. Where you, you feel like you're on the edge of being in real trouble. Like just a few weeks ago, we were doing something about the leader of Turkmenistan and Guinness World Records, and it yeah. ended with breaking a record. So it was a six thousand pound cake, and I knew what was behind the curtain. And even during rehearsal, I was like giggling to myself so much, thinking. Right. I, I just can't wait to hear the noise from the audience when they realize what we've just That's done. It, yes. 600 square foot cake. How We should be instantly canceled for this. Yes. You should be arrested and beaten. That's right. And just go, get, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what is
0: this? That's the joy of, well, the other joy is when you put in the order, like when you call yeah. the people yes. with props. And you say, uh, we're making, uh, you know, Bill Tall, come on in here. Yeah, what do you want, Conan? We need a, uh, we need a Trojan horse yeah. that's actual size, so it needs to be about 30 feet tall. Uh, it needs to be made out of uh, turkey jerky, and it needs yeah. to be welded together, and then it's got to be filled with rabbits or something, you know, and, and they just look at you like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. how many rabbits do you think? Yeah. And the rabbits have to be dressed as uh, little uh, Roman soldiers. Uh-huh, okay. Okay, so they want the hel- helmets with the uh, with the little brushes on it. Yeah, okay, and on, on rabbits. Okay, and they don't laugh. They just take down, and then they leave,
2: and then they build it, and it's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's the best, isn't it? Like, ha- having access to that kind of resources, That that's where I find I'm um, kind of the most grateful at being able to have those kind of conversations with other adults. Yes. Have the, but, it, but It basically makes you glad that you managed to live to this point that... <laughs> If if I'd known as a kid that that would be a kind of conversation I'd have as an adult, that would have really taken the edge off my anxiety as a kid.
0: Here's what I think about a lot. I think that uh, we manage to live at a time where there's an economy, an economy of scale that will support this level of bullshittery. Yeah. Meaning- had you and I been born 200 years yeah, ago... that's right. We'd be on, uh, you know, I'd be... Well, first of all, you'd be my English master. I'd have been taken by the wind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, taken by the wind. So you'd be... <laughs> I would be in a field somewhere. Yes, you definitely would. I would be... Thank you. Uh, I would be in a field <laughs> and I would be... My job would be to help get rocks out of the field so that we could build a wall. Yeah. And I would be making all of these absurd comments... And everyone else, the other Irish guys standing around, would be resenting me for not moving as many stones. Mm. And then eventually they would kill me with sticks. You know, <laughs> that's what would happen. But we happen to live at this time where they're like, yeah. hey, he's pretty good at wasting time and saying silly things. Yeah.
2: Let's pour enormous amounts of
0: resources into his foolishness. Yeah,
2: it it, it does feel like this. it might be a tiny window in humanity, especially the way things are going, yes. where this was possible. Right. These idiots were imp- actively empowered and, yeah. nay, encouraged right. to kind of fulfill the worst instincts that they yes. have.
0: And I think 60 years from now, if you and I will manage to still be alive, we'll prim- our jobs will primarily be to try and start a fire. <laughs> You know, and there'll be like, it'd be Planet of the Apes. There'll be like a shattered Trump statue in the background and yeah. people just very uh, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Old comedians <laughs> that wasted money will be will be hunted because people will hate us so much. Sorry. Every now and then they'll find, they'll be like, we, we just spent uh, a month chasing a rat trying to catch it so we could eat it. But we just found an old recording of John Oliver with a 600 square foot cake, <laughs> smashing it with a baseball bat. Where is he? I think he's in that cave over there. He's very old now. Let's
2: go kill him. Let's go kill him. That's right. (laughs) How's that fire coming along? He says that he's not getting the fire, but he's doing it in a funny way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations.
1: But I like blaming it on not having reception.
0: I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Is your money just sitting around being lazy?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't like that. Get a job money.
0: No, that's not what I meant. But in a way it is what I meant. Okay. That's a good point, Sona. You have hard earned cash and it should always be working towards a better financial future for you. Your money shouldn't be sitting around You know, watching reruns on TV and eating nachos, it should be working for you. Well, guess what? Robinhood pioneered commission-free stock trading over a decade ago. They continue to offer innovative products to help you maximize your money's potential. That's good. You gotta have that money working for you, man. Yeah. With over 23 million funded customers, Robinhood is helping people build a better financial future. With Robinhood, it's simple to make investments towards your future goals, whatever those may be. We all have some bucket list items to cross off and Robinhood has tools to help you pursue them. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. That's good. Isn't that a nice thing? Give yourself 30 years from now a gift of what you do now. (laughs) It's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Take your financial future by the reins. Download the app or visit Robinhood.com to learn more. Investing involves risk and loss principle is possible. Remember that? Other fees may apply. Returns are not guaranteed. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah. And we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know. I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I, it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. And we're back. <laughs> Did you enjoy the break? Yes, I loved it, yeah. I thought we got to know each other a lot better during the break. I love sales. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me ask you something about, um, I want to talk about England, if you don't mm-hmm. mind. Uh, I grew up just adoring British comedy, especially uh, when when Monty Python hit when I was very young. And it hit me uh, later, of course, it, it, it hit in the States afterwards. And my friends and I, and anyone who was interested in comedy, we just thought, these guys are light years ahead mm. of anything we've managed to do in the United States, anything that existed on television. Then... These shows kept coming, Black Adder, The Young Ones, uh, just these shows kept hitting us. And I kept thinking, yeah, uh, Britain is just kicking our ass in comedy. And that's how I felt in the seventies and eighties into the nineties. I just thought you're so far ahead of us. And then I would meet British people finally, when I was getting a toehold in comedy here in America. And I would profess all of this admiration And they'd be like, yeah, that stuff's okay, but you guys have, and then they would list these shows that I thought were very pedestrian, and I didn't understand. I thought there almost seems like a, what is it about, I don't know if it's particular to England, but- if I say I love the Beatles, you say, you guys say you got over it years ago and yeah. you find it all boring. And if I say, you, you praise anything in England. I mean, I am a history fan and I idolize Winston Churchill. Oh. I talked to so many British people and
2: they're like, ah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck,
0: <laughs> fuck Churchill. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He, he yeah, kicked, he, 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 he stood did. up to Hitler. And you guys are like, ah, but in the thirties, he was
2: yes. anti-labor. What? Okay, maybe he was. Yeah, and then afterwards he was a bit of a nightmare as well. He was a very good wartime prime minister. He was, you know, the the idea of having him as prime minister in a time of peace was problematic.
0: Yes, uh, we can go into the weeds on this one if you want. <laughs> I don't think we should because we just lost a ton of listeners. Uh, who the minute I brought up history, switched this off. Uh, but. Steering it to comedy, it does yeah. feel like people are always looking across the pond, either us at you or you at us, and not appreciating what they have. Does England true. understand how good your stuff is? Do I they think, understand?
2: I think, I think like, we have a, a good sense of how good our best stuff was. But, you know, you, you kind of had uh, the – it was all curated. Like, the, you got the cream. I see. Yeah, there we was, also we got Benny Hill. You did, actually, Yeah, we've never really got him very much. That was he was very much an American phenomenon. Yeah, it wasn't that popular in England? No. Um, but yeah, so you got the kind of the best. I think normally, as a British person, when you hear people say, "Oh, wow, British comedy is the best," thing, "Yeah, you, you, you want to watch the other ninety percent of the shit that we're producing at the moment because it's very bad." Right, and then also there is just that sense of something that's unfamiliar becomes so much more. Impressive to you. So like the Larry Sanders show? Yes, uh, yes. Like Around that same time, yeah. that you're saying, oh, well, uh, Black Hat yes. is great. Larry Sanders show was kind of mind-blowing to yeah, I think yeah. this is like perfect. Yeah. You can't imagine something done on this scale this well.
0: Yeah, that was appreciated here. I think something that's been really special, and it, it plays into what you're doing now here in America, I think there's a tradition in England, I think, of faulty Towers where you make as many as are good, and then you stop. Now in the American system, if something catches at all, immediately you're told, make way too many of these for way too long until they're not good anymore and then do it for another nine years. And we have to grind as much as we can out of it. And I think that is one of the things that always blew me away is there were very few Monty Pythons. There were very few Black Adders. There were very few, I mean- I love Alan Partridge. Uh, I just, I think Steve Coogan's a
2: yeah, genius. Yeah, that's incredible. And that character is kind of aging with him as yes, well. Yes,
0: yes. And I, when I, when when he comes out with a new series of four or five Alan Partridges, I will treasure them. Yeah. Like I'm a, a man who's dying of hunger and I just have a few M&Ms and I will just treasure each yeah. one. And uh, I, I think he's brilliant obviously, but they're not, he's not cranking out 75 a year. And I think what happened in the United States because of cable, especially when you look at your situation in HBO, is you don't need to do this every night and make 135 or 150 yeah. a year. And there's no getting around the fact that you can put the kind of, you you have time to really craft these things and make something worthwhile as opposed to let's just squeeze as much of this out to flood yeah. the market with, you know. Yeah.
2: What was that? That was That was Matt Gourley's stomach growling. <laughs> Matt, Matt Gourley, uh, who- There's no way the microphone did not pick I that know, up. That was so
0: loud. So Can sorry. I just say something? Your yeah. job is here is to assist. I know. You flew out from Los Angeles to help Help me! I know I'm here having a what I think, and I hate to rate myself, but I think this is a David Frost level conversation. One of the what best, a world class conversation, world class you... conversation between two. I'm going to add myself in here. Two <laughs> yeah. monumental figures in yeah. comedy, you two don't icons. Understand what I'm going? Yeah, right now. one older and more venerated, and one on the way up, and <laughs> still still proving himself. And
2: then <laughs> yeah. there's a yeah. there's a hideous noise from your Hideous stomach. is well used. Yeah, hideous is the perfect word there.
3: Think you, of it as my stomach just applauding what's happening.
2: No, right? I... My, Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, I, uh, I admire the, your attempt to shimmy out of that. Yeah. Or that being was, audibly hungry to an I- interruptive degree. <laughs> he won't <Yeah>. feed us.
0: <laughs> you know, it's money. It costs money. And that's I, money that comes out of my pocket.
2: But, I understand. You know? As you were, please. Uh, <laughs> horrifying. Anyway, I think, my train of thought is over. I think, um, I think there, like, there are two things. Yeah on that and he's he's backing away from the microphone yeah, now yeah please do yeah. but I'll still hear it from across the across you know what the room. I love that
0: he's wearing a headset but I want to see him stretch it out the door and then <laughs> shut the door so that the cord is completely taut
3: it was but also he, happening prior to that and I'm like are they hearing this because I'm feeling it shake my body I, right yeah. now. I hadn't heard yeah. it prior to that okay. I,
2: that one shook the table yeah that was Hit like it. Jurassic Park yeah. I could see yeah you could see yeah, we both have coffee
0: cups
4: <laughs> and we
2: saw Uh-oh. the little
0: uh, we saw the little ripples in the coffee cup Cup get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the T-Rex came out oh, of your that's ass. Right. And, Matt uh, Gawley
2: must feed. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's very rude, uh, so John. Go ahead. The, uh, I think it's e- so in a way it's easier to uh, make the what can look like a principal decision of just doing less shows just because it's the economy of scale in yeah. Britain. So there's no gigantic company saying, hey, Fleabag, how about we give you $20 million for uh, another ten? Right. But it wouldn't
0: even be another 10. It would be... There'll there needs to be Fleabag. Yeah. We're also going to spin off right, right. her sister. Yeah. Her sister has a show called It's She-Bag,
2: yeah. you know? And then, <laughs> and then oh, they- Careful, careful. Yeah. That, that's just th- that pitch he could take on. <laughs> Please, trust me. She, she I, just signed an Amazon deal. I guarantee yeah. you someone will say, I heard about this She-Bag. Yeah, exactly. I like, I like that. And then the
0: priest character is, you know, he's like, you know, holy moly. And that's a show. And she's, you know- uh, But making, they got to get together. They They gotta get get together. They gotta hook up, but then they gotta fight and not get together. But then get together again. And can that fox talk at the end? Yeah, (laughs) talking sassy fox. Um, Listen, I first of all, I find your American accent very insulting. (laughs) I say, if we're both gonna do, you know, I
2: I can do this too. You know, (laughs) well, well, well. We we actually had. We were lucky. We had a a little bit of an experience of. of this conversation with HBO, because in our second season we were supposed to do thirty-five a year, Yeah. and we realised that uh, the kind of show that we wanted to make we couldn't make at thirty-five shows a year, or we could we could and we could do five very bad shows, yeah. In that, so we'd had a slightly tricky conversation with HBO, saying we need to do five less shows, but we have to work the same amount of time to right. make them all better.
0: We want to get we, we we would like is to make fewer but give us the same
2: amount of money. Yes. So you can imagine how the start of that conversation went but like to their credit they came around like i think we reasoned with them to say this i promise this the the average is going to get better the average show will so you and, were talking
0: you were talking to um executives about the quality is that yes. what you're saying yeah
3: you poor fool <laughs> you
0: poor Am I going about this all the wrong way, Yes, you are. Well, first of all, let me point out to anyone who doesn't know, they said, oh, yes, John would would be delighted to be on the podcast. Those weren't the exact words, but I'm assuming you're (laughs) delighted. Yes. Um, They said, uh, and then I get here and I find out you're cautiously uh, optimistic. (laughs) Um, But uh, they say, yes, he can do it. Uh, Meet him at his office at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I've flown in from L.A., so uh, your 8 o'clock in the morning is my 5 o'clock in the morning. And I, uh, I just was like, wait a minute, eight o'clock in the morning? He's in the office at eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah. No, no, yes. I, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you, listen, you're going about this all wrong. <laughs> you're going about this all wrong. <laughs> I, I cut my teeth at SarahNet Live, where we were taught you're supposed to come in, mm-hmm. uh, roll in in the afternoon. Right. Don't even start writing uh, till 11 o'clock at night. Okay. And then uh, be deprived of sleep. And write badly for two days. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's worked so well for us. Yeah. I don't know
2: what, what you're doing here with your let's roll up our sleeves and get in there at eight. This is, uh, this is the only way we know how to make this without getting into trouble. Right. That's the problem. Right. We're taking yeah. so many legal swings here. It feels like if we get one wrong, it's all over. Yeah. It'll be a death by cop situation. So that's...
0: (laughs) Satirist, step out of the car. Satirist with a (laughs) uh, keen-eyed take on uh, what's uh, off-kilter in American culture. Step out of the car and get on your knees. That's where I can
2: see him. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) He's got a quip. He's got a quip.
2: Bam, 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 bam. he's reaching for a reference. Yeah, I can feel it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I swear when I shot him, he had a reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um very much agree that you're able to do what you do because TV changed, and it is now possible, uh, and you've you've proven this, uh, that by limiting the number of shows you do, uh, you, you know, you've had a great impact on our culture. Uh, and you've been a terrific, uh, you know, addition and inspiration to a lot of people. And you're you're not overdoing it. You're not making too many. You're making as many as you can do really yeah, well, and is, that's the
2: key. Yeah, we're at the maximum number that we can do whilst doing a show like this. We could we could do more shows, but they couldn't all be like this. And we kind of want them to be like this because they're all like miniature obsessions. That yeah. Way. Does it ever feel overwhelming or do you ever have these sort of moments of despair where you think, do I keep this going forever? Yeah, how does it wa- what happens? I'm definitely aware of like, it's it's all consuming by choice, right? So I, I'm aware of how lucky I am to be able to devote myself this completely to one thing and obsess over it. Like how sustainable that is really long term, I don't know. Like I, I watched Jon Stewart closely like right. towards the end where he was getting tired to his bones right and so i remember thinking i don't want to be this tired <laughs> at the end yeah uh so it, it it's hard to say Is it the, the like how does this end probably is it's a real luxury problem isn't it like that sense of running downhill and thinking what when it feels like there's momentum that is taking over from yes what your own body uh terrible explanation yes by the way. really bad dreadful Really, that doesn't. I'm not even sure that kind of. Uh, you're making makes a any weird sense. motion with your fingers, like a rolling. Uh, yes, you know, what, scratch that. It's basically just. No, no, no. Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna run that. On, <laughs> we're gonna run that on a loop. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's. I. I don't. It's. It, I don't know. It's probably the really honest answer there.
0: Yeah. No, you don't. I don't think you're meant to know. Um, How, what about you? I came to the conclusion that I'm a different person as I get older. I'm not. I. I used to say you could probably shoot me through the heart before a show and I will still go out and do that show. I right. had a crazed kind of, I was on some mission to do something and I think I've mellowed, I don't know what the correct word is. I have more perspective now. I still like to make things, but I, for example, if you would, someone had told me two years ago that one of the great joys of my career would be, in a sense, doing a radio show on the side. Right. Uh, with people I admire, I'd have said, really? After the TV show? And I would uh, even, uh, yeah, you just do the work. And then later on, it gets sorted out by somebody or it doesn't, none of it matters.
2: Yeah, I think there's also for me, there'll be the, the moments of like intense joy. Like if they still feel like utterly joyous, that feels like their job still has its capacity to surprise and- yes. Give me like intense pleasure. I think if I'm ever standing next to a six hundred square foot cake and feel nothing, probably time to stop, right?
0: Or just switch to a different prop.
2: <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. A <laughs> you
0: know, pie. That's different. Yeah, that's that's a different joke. <laughs> a massive éclair. I mean, what I'm saying you, you is you can escalate
2: the. Walk. Yeah, yeah, that's you switch a, up. A massive éclair is funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much cream inside. Um,
2: You're right. You can modulate the joke. Yeah.
0: There's the point is. <laughs> You know, you know it's funny because I know that you're uh, a Python uh, yeah. fanatic, and uh, you you are a uh, Cambridge Footlights yes person, which I've always thought was just a legendary yeah. And that's where they got started. Not They're, all
2: of them, not all of them, but uh, uh, but yeah, a few of them, and yeah, I so I started at college. Uh, There's myself and a guy called Richard Iowardi, We were in the same year. Mm-hmm. He's uh, now a writer and director and comedian. Um, and yeah, it was there that I kind of truly fell in love with comedy. I remember yeah. Richard and I doing our first, we did like a two two-man show that we wrote and performed ourselves. and after, after coming off the first night thinking, this is definitely what I want to do with my life too. Right. M- whatever the outcome of that is, yes. even if the outcome of this is really sad. And it's amazing how much focus that gives you with, well, it's a gift, right? This is it. This is definitely it. It's an amazing feeling though, isn't it? And it's a real gift to get that sense of purpose and direction at that age, at that young age, because it kind of simplifies all the choices. Because you think, well, everything, I'm going to put everything towards doing this Yes, now. I worked so much harder at comedy at university than I did at my degree, because it was, it was the thing I knew that, this was everything to me, yes, I remember there was um and to the real chagrin of my uh, teachers there I remember there was a, a Jonathan Miller I think it was at um, who was in beyond the fringe mm-hmm. uh, his uh, there was a, a tutor he'd had he'd studied medicine at Oxford and who like, to to his dying day this tutor was disgusted with Jonathan Miller saying he could have been a great doctor this is a sure. total misuse of his time, and I couldn't have identified with that less. Think, what are you talking about? He did be on the fringe. There's yes. lots of good doctors around. He yeah. did be on the fringe. Right, right. We we uh, good comics are always
0: very uh, you know rare supply and I think for my money there are way too many doctors. Yes, out there. there's plenty of them. You, you know, you know you <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? And pe- most things get better on their own yeah. when you leave them alone. That's right. Just let ignore, the immune system ignore handle them it. and they'll
2: go away. Exactly.
0: <laughs> most doctors are of little use. And if that if anyone takes anything from this conversation yeah. with John Oliver it's that uh, food should be wasted that's right for comedic purposes doctors are really not necessary it's just high
2: stakes guesswork
0: yeah <laughs> um, most British comedy is very bad we just don't see it <laughs> that's right we only get the 1% that's good we've kept the chaff away from you you yes. get the, the beautiful wheat right uh, you guys invented Love Island didn't you <laughs> Didn't you invent Love Island? We did. That That's was like a- you created the herpes
2: virus. It was our idea. Yeah, that was our idea. <laughs> and then
0: it, you, but- and now they, it's come to America. And yeah, it's a bunch of people hooking up. Is it doing well in America? I don't think it's not. Yeah, because I, I, I'm told that in England, literally, uh, your economy broke down. <laughs> Because all anyone did all the time was watch Love Island. Yeah,
2: because I think there is, a, I think there's a reason why it just won't work in the same way here. In that, in Britain, there is a, like a cultural understanding to you take a group of maniacs and then you put send them to Spain. Like yeah. British people don't have like uh, you know there are not beach holidays yes. of, in England, so you right. go somewhere else and you lose your mind for yes. two weeks. Yes, so. That it's there is there is a there is something that doesn't quite work here. I think it's not the same thing. But it's, they're having real, they're holiday. having real sex. I they're having, how having real sex to a fault. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, I've I've done that.
4: <laughs> it's the
0: only way I know how to have sex. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so I mean, uh, that's the point. Is that you and I are in the wrong television. You and I are making the wrong kind of television. Why. Uh, you because- wouldn't thrive on a beach.
2: No, no, no. I would be- You don't a- want to be on a beach with strangers? <laughs> <laughs> First That's of all- hell, There's no, no. nothing I would like to do less than appear on Love Island. No, I- you're missing the
0: point, John. We are not on the show. Oh. I would be in a beekeeper's outfit, protected from the sun, <laughs> and I would be in a big tent in the beekeeper's outfit, and I'd be peering through a slit, and I would be a profit participant, as would you I see. in this scenario. Yes. And people would be hooking up left and right. You and I would get to watch the rough edit uh, mm. as an ultimate form of perversion. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we would be profit participants instead
2: of the, whatever you're doing here. It still sounds H-Low. less fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, there'd be a any, giant cake. I think there's any, I, I've watched so little of Love Island because I think I, there's too much of it that I understand. And it makes me sad. It's the same right. reason why I cannot watch the Great British Baking Show. It makes me so tense. Why? My kids love that show. Yeah, I know. All Americans say, oh, it's just so relaxing. It's so calm. And to me, it's a white knuckle ride through British people's uh, anxieties. Yeah. It's not, they're they're. you have to understand, Conan, they're so repressed. They're all on the edge of breaking down. It's not about the cake. It's never about the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out uh, John's crying.
0: It's, There's tears I running cannot, down his cheeks. I cannot watch it. It makes me so tense. Because you are picking up on all of the repression. All of them. All of them. So all of saying, the false cheer. What's Mary Berry? It, yeah. She's always biting into it. She looks like a Muppet, by yes, the way. That's she right. looks like a, a strange puppet
2: and she's always biting into a tar that's right going oh oh so you've only made this three times before don't do it don't if you've only made it three times before don't do it now it's not gonna work nothing works you know that you know what i love nothing ever works out it's gonna sink oh
0: god on the british baking show uh they always come by and they ask the person what they're doing that's the part that i think would probably make you crazy because because even i pick up on the tension there yes they come by and they'll say like um so uh, what are you doing here it's like well i'm making it but I'm, I'm making a cake but instead of flour I'm going to use figs and the person they'll look at him and go like
2: don't use figs don't
0: use figs and, you've and never used
2: figs before
0: you're not a fig person <laughs> and they'll always say um, oh I just thought I'd try it and they always give a little skepticism oh, like well I mean flour is really how most cakes are made and they'd be
2: like well I think I'm going to go with figs and then you know don't do it they're dead you're reaching for a life you can't have yes <laughs> just stick to what you know the British class system is basically a rut that we can all just live in. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's not about cakes. That that thing is just I, it, I, incredibly distressing for me to watch that. I've never made it through a whole episode.
0: Have they ever tried to combine Love Island with the baking show? The, you know what I mean? So there's a tent and people are cooking things, but they're in thongs. <laughs> and then they if you both make the best cake, you hook up. But you do it on a giant pastry. What are which you incorporates-
2: doing, Dave? I'm making an eclair. I think, <laughs> I think I'm making a nice eclair. But I'm doing it with strawberry
0: frosting. <laughs> well, I've wasted way too much of your time. Uh, well, this has been fun. really fun. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, it's a pleasure. I still swear to God you're here at the office way too early. <laughs> I, think, I don't deny that. I think your work ethic is destroying your show and, uh, and you've got it all wrong. So if I've I've done nothing else. Thank you, Sensei. I'm going to go office. Yeah, take it from me, the guy on the escalator rapidly headed to the bottom, to the basement level. Conan was here. Oh, really? Is he still on TV? Well, it's sort of radio now. Anyway, he gave me advice. (laughs) But John, you're doing really well. Well, Conan said this is what you should do. <laughs> then I saw Conan rush out and get into an Uber, and he was driving. <laughs> anyway, an absolute delight. Uh, thank you for uh, for doing this, and uh, you know, cheerio, I suppose. Cheerio to you, Conan.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just became Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins, and I apologize. Jim Chimney. You know, we're already uh, well into season two. We're on our way, and uh, I realize we haven't checked in with one another to see what we've done. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we sort of went our separate ways. A lot going on in our lives. Uh, Sona, you're trying to buy a house with your husband.
1: I am, and you uh, got on my case because I lowballed a house the other day.
0: You Finally, find a house that both you and your husband love yes, which is impossible, and you can afford it, and you listen to your brother, who 's like
1: a financial advisor a
0: financial advisor yes. and you so lowballed that the person isn 't returning your offer. <laughs> And will not talk to you. I think your brother, Danny, didn't take that Why into consideration. Why are you saying Danny's oh. name like that? I'm trying to say it the way an Armenian would say it. Danny. Isn't oh that it? No. Isn't it Danny? Is oh No. God. Danny
1: no. is a financial advisor. Yeah. He owns... Properties throughout Los Angeles. He knows what he's talking about, and you know the house has been on the market for a month.
0: A month, yeah. So you decided to humiliate the owner. We
1: didn't humiliate him. Yeah, you went in and offer. Yeah, the
0: offer was three chickens and a box of oranges. And I think that's just insulting. (laughs) I think it's terrible what you did. We
1: offered him money, and he apparently he's a very nice man, but he was very angry. Is what the agent said. Yeah,
0: he's a nice man, and he's angry because (laughs) you insulted him.
1: He was very angry, and this. This is the
0: house where you want to like raise children.
1: I know it's so. So what were you doing? What were you doing? Well, now we're in a tough spot. Like, do we go back and we're like, oh no, we meant this much, but then then we lose all our leverage.
0: No, you don't. You just say we we faxed it over, and the fax machine dropped one of the zeros.
1: That's not how things work anymore. Nobody oh, faxes. now you're going to
0: tell me there aren't fax machines.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are, but no one uses them.
0: Oh, right. Okay. How do they communicate, wise guy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you faxed anything?
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. I was watching Silver Spoons, <laughs> and I was upset with the quality of the episode, and I remembered faxing the head of the uh, of the network. You
1: well, know what? I You, the other day, printed <laughs> something from your laptop, and it has... The fir- it was the first time in the 10 years that I've worked for you where you have printed something from your computer to the printer. And then he went to the printer, picked up all the papers that were in it, and then threw away all the ones that were in his printout. Oh, my God.
0: They didn't concern me. That so is you I th- to a T. <laughs> they didn't concern me, so I threw them away. Oh my and then I God. hear Sona saying,
1: where's my—what was it you were missing? It doesn't matter.
0: No, no, what was it? What was it that you were missing? Your Sudoku printout for that it day? It
1: was, yes.
0: Ah! <laughs> I, I'm with you, I'm with you. Oh my God. Yes. You You flipped out, you act like I... <laughs> Where are the special papers we need For the functioning of this program No, it was your Sudoku That's why you were yelling?
1: That's not the point It is the point No, the point is The point is you do
0: Sudoku at work all day And so I threw away your Sudoku Print another one You
1: don't know proper printer etiquette And it upsets me that you don't know that
0: Next time this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go to the printer I'm gonna take out the thing that I printed out and if there are any papers there, I'm going to open a can of Dinty Moore canned stew Jesus. and pour it all over those papers and the printer. What did you print out? Glad you asked. Oh, no. I printed out the uh, lyrics to a oh, really God. sad country song. <laughs>
3: so both of you are working hard, is what I'm getting from this.
0: <laughs> and, um, and then I, I printed out the lyrics so I could know them. You probably want me to sing it right now.
3: I didn't ask for that, but it sounds like it's
0: going
4: to happen couldn't anyway. couldn't
0: be happy in the city at night. What? You can't no. see the stars for the neon light. What? Sidewalk's dirty and the river's worse Underground trains all run in reverse Sona, did you hear me playing it on the guitar? You've
1: played it like 20 times in the last <laughs> few days trying to learn it
0: yes. And how does it sound?
1: It, you know what? It sounds really. you're a really great guitar player Thank you That's a genuine compliment
0: And what about the singing?
1: Is singing is nice <laughs> um,
0: I know, I know
1: No, it's not You know what? It's not I think you have dreams of being a singer-songwriter and I think if you went to a little bar and you took out your guitar and you sang, people would listen to it.
0: Here's the problem. If I go to a bar and I open up a guitar case or something, people are just going to start shitting themselves. What? Why? Because you brought a disease in? <laughs> no, because I showed up in a public space. You don't walk around with me, gorley. Sony, you've been with me when I go places. It's something like a flash mob. I have. We went oh. to the movies. It's there's oh, That's right. We did go to the movies. Yeah, um, there, wasn't there was nobody there. <laughs> <Did> I know. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. There was Pete Holmes. Yeah. It was a completely Random. empty movie theater except for comedian Pete Holmes. <laughs> Hilarious. And then we sat right next to him and his wife, even though nobody else was in the theater. Oh, right?
3: and you also were like texting and taking video during a movie, like which is a big. Yes. That's another etiquette problem. Yes. Big, bright, shining phone. You were- You had the flash on. You were taking video of the movie in an arc light. No. (laughs)
0: What I did was, turns out, and I thought this was kind of cool, I'm watching the movie, and I'm not going to name names here, but we're watching this very popular movie, and someone who's in the movie is calling me at that moment to try and see when we're going to get together to have dinner. And I thought it was really funny that that person was calling me while their scene was up in the movie. Mm. So I quickly said, I'm busy, and then took a picture of their face on the screen. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So I wasn't there taking video of the movie. I took one quick, discreet shot, and then I sold it in China for a couple hundred thousand dollars. (laughs) You're capable of terrible things, I'm sure. Uh -uh. I'm I'm an angel. You are. Thank you. We don't know. We don't know about you. Mm. And you, did you do any of your crafts this summer? I what, know you're into crafts. What are
4: crafts. my crafts? <laughs> I
3: don't have any craft. Yes, you're a woodworker.
0: You well, made you made wooden lamps, didn't you? I was not putting you down. I said well, it's you hard did. To tell you,
3: use the same tone for everything. I could probably
0: deliver the Gettysburg Address like a brick.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, you could do right? it. Four
0: score and seven years ago, <laughs> our fathers brought forth on this continent a nation conceived in liberty, dedicated to the proposition that oh, all men are created equal. You're right You yeah. can do it It doesn't matter what yeah. it is yeah. yeah
3: What an achievement Well,
0: I'm proud of myself <laughs> Yeah Really, Gorley, I could replace you tomorrow Yeah With uh, a beanbag chair Yeah And I could draw glasses on it And say, Gorley, how are you? And I'd be fine
3: <laughs> Me too <laughs>
0: You'd be happy
3: Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend With Sona Obsession And Conan O'Brien as himself Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. In association with Earwolf.
0: This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo... And in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts.